welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope this finds you well and enjoying March. It is March of 2022. Very exciting. It's spring break for a lot of people and Miami Beach is hopping with spring breakers and it's only going to get crazier. It's really a fun place to live um, in Miami Beach during spring break. No, that is not true. Um, It's for me, I live mid beach. I do not go down to South Beach. Um, I'm going there tonight to see Alanis Morissette. Um, Otherwise, I won't be going anywhere near to South Beach. And the only thing that could get me to South Beach is Alanis Morissette. (laughs) There's a really great uh, concert series all of March. It's only for residents. They had tickets back last fall and they were free. General admission tickets for residents. And one of the weekends, the main event is a concert with Alanis. And Alanis, her 1996 album, Jagged Little Pill, is the first CD that I checked out from the library behind my mom's back and took it to work and listened to it on my Discman in my desk. So it was my first blatant disregard for um, the music rules. And it's interesting because I held, I held myself to pretty high standards. It wasn't like my mom was holding all the rules on me when I was in cold church. I, I, my teenage years, I really, um, held myself to a very high standard. I tried to follow all the rules. Um, I tried to implement a really high lifestyle standard for myself based on the teaching. So, um, I went against my own personal convictions on that music thing. I remember it. I remember the decision. I remember um, wrestling with it. I remember imagining all the scenarios that could have possibly happened that would have led to my mom finding out that I had this CD. Um, So I worked in the same building as my mom. My mom helped me get a job for, it was then Norwest Bank. So she worked... I don't remember what department she worked in, but she worked in the operations center downtown Minneapolis for Norwest Bank. And there was a a position for a vault teller. So two floors underground, the cash vault for the bank. So Brinks trucks would drive down a ramp underground into this trap. So basically they drive in and this steel gate would go behind them and a steel gate would go in front of them. And the only thing that could happen was we, or the people in the vault could unload the giant bins of cash out of the Brinks truck and then they could they could go and then once inside there was a crew of vault tellers who would count this massive amount of cash so this job paid seven dollars and fifty cents an hour and I had been making five dollars and twenty five cents an hour at the super value as a cashier And also in the evenings, I was working for $5 an hour as a telemarketer for Century 21. And so this was a big step up to get this job in the vault at Norwest in the operations center. So that's what I did. I got this job. I worked. So I would ride with my mom downtown and I only worked um, half time. I was a teenager and I think the job was only half time. But Anyway, I worked in lower level two and my mom worked on like fourth floor or something. So we would ride to work together and ride home together. And so the fact that I went to the library, got this CD 
snuck it to work while it was in my possessions in her vehicle. I remember, like, I was hyper aware that this CD was in my bag and, like, hmm, if we got in an accident and something happened to me, but mom was okay, and then she had to go in my bag for something, she would find it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And, um, you know, what if the bag tipped over and spilled all over? Um, you know, I mean, just so I get to work so relieved and then I had it in my desk and I was like what if my mom like came down to find me to come say hi to me now they didn't let anybody in the vault but you know what if they let her in because she's Barb um and I wasn't here and she was curious what was in my desk she would find it what if there was a fire and they said hey Barb the belongings of your daughter you know from the fire like we put them in a box. Will you give them to her? So yeah, all of these scenarios of how my mom maybe would have found out about Alanis, but she didn't. She's finding out now if she's listening. Sorry, mom. Anyway, Jagged Little Pill. I think it's one of the greatest albums ever, ever, ever made. And if you disagree with me, convince me I'm wrong. Uh, so I get to see Alanis tonight on Miami Beach with five of my girlfriends. I'm so excited. That was a long story, but anyway, that was a great job. Um, it was really cool because literally these bins, like Rubbermaid tubs, think of Rubbermaid tubs you would pack full of things and put in your basement. That is what would arrive full of cash from places like casinos, um, uh, grocery stores, places that dealt with a lot of cash and so they would come in there and we would have to count it all so we'd run it through currency counters um, we found a lot of counterfeit money which was really fun because if you found one if you found one and pulled it out you got an extra hour of pto conversely if you missed it and it went into cash that we then sent to the fed so all the cash came in we counted it and then we sent everything to the federal reserve bank they would either resell the cash or shred it but they also ran the money through their systems. And if they found a counterfeit that we had missed, um, we got, we didn't get docked pay, but we got written up for it. Like you get, you had a certain number of write-ups. So it was very controlled. It was really fun though. Um, there's so much counterfeit money out there. You guys, did you know? Probably not now as much. Well, maybe, I don't know if people even use cash anymore. There's this lie that there's a currency shortage, which is BS. Uh, but anyway, that's another topic. I can't believe I just shared an opinion on this podcast. I try to really carefully not to. Oops. Anyway, what would happen is um, we'd run the money through a currency counter and the currency counters would kick out bills it thought were counterfeit. So you'd have to grab it and you'd have to look at it. And we had these criteria where we could try to see, you know, we could tell. And um, anyway, you had to strap the money so you'd take sets of 100 of whatever bill it was so you have 20s so every 100 bills you put a little strap around it that was sticky on one side and we had stamps we stamped it with the date and our initials so if the fed got a strap of 20s and in it was a counterfeit and my initials were on the strap they sent the strap back to my boss and she was like, hey, you, you missed a counterfeit bill. So super high pressure, but there was so much. Um, anyway, 
it was a really cool job. I did money and then I also was the food stamp teller. So way back when, before they had EBT cards, they had paper food stamps. So grocery stores would send in their food stamps and we had a separate process. And so I was the food stamp teller at age, well, I think I was 16 or 17. So that was a big, you know, big title. Anyway, also our garbage, when we um, had a little garbage can under our desk, we had to put a zip tie with our initials and the date on it. And it all went into a holding area for like six months because if we were short a lot of money on something and a certain deposit, they would go back and find our trash from that day and they look in it. So you couldn't put food or anything in your trash. It was just crazy, all those like interesting controls, but it worked. That was fun. $7.50 an hour. It was super wealthy back then. So that was a little unintentional diversion into story time with Kristen, but just that was a cool job. I also worked um, doing the telemarketing thing. So Century 21, their office, they paid a few of us at night to call people who lived in apartment buildings and say, hey, one of our agents would love to come over and have a meeting with you and show you how you can own a home. And we just got hung up on all the time and cursed at and stuff, but we just had to read the script and we got $5 an hour. It was super easy. I didn't mind. I liked to talk. I'd been in a bubble my whole life and I liked people. So I did pretty well at that. And then my first job was the grocery store. I was a teller. I was a um, cashier at Super Value, and I loved it so much. I remembered all of my customers. Um, I worked at the day shift because I was homeschooled, so I wasn't in school. Everyone else was in school. I could work. So it was the first time that I was really allowed out into the world, and um, I just told everyone about Jesus, and um, I wore a skirt. I got special permission to wear a skirt instead of the uniform pants, so all the other employees just thought I was weird. Um, but I just told them that Jesus loved them. And I was a big evangelist at that time. Um, but I loved it. And I remember this one girl, she's like, why do you smile all the time? And I was like, because I just love being here. And she was like, Ugh. I mean, she just wanted to vomit. She hated it so much. <laughs> anyway, that was my first foray into the world was having a job. Anyway, what else is going around here? Um, baby Gus. He knows his name, so he just looked at me. Gus. Gustavo. Oh, my gosh. He's so cute. You guys, he's so cute. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen him. He is so cute. He just caught a little tiny bug that just came in from the balcony, and he, I think it's, I don't know, he's playing with it. That's kind of gross. Gus, why are you gross? Don't be gross. Be cute. Um, he can come and sit. He's 10 weeks old. I... I love to train a, a dog. I think it's so rewarding to see them. Like it clicks in their head. But I have not trained any dog that I've ever had that has learned this quickly. He'll be running around in the hallway. I'll be out there with him getting some energy out. And I'll just yell down the hallway. I'll say, Gus, sit. And he will just stop and sit. It's amazing. Now, when I say, Gus, come, and then I run after him, it's not what he does to come. He runs around, it becomes a game, and I just look a friggin' idiot. Last night, this was happening, and someone got off the elevator, and he ran into the elevator, and the door almost closed before I got my foot in there. I don't know where he was going to go, but he was going to go in the elevator all by his little self. So I have to be a little more careful, but he is so much fun. He is everything that I needed. I coming home to him when I when I leave, it's just I needed I needed him. I needed that I feel so 
grounded and at home now here. I, I've always loved it here, but this this is the thing that I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to be with my little Gus. So I'm I'm so delighted with him. He's just the best. Um, what else this week? Not a whole lot else happened this week. A lot of you really hate this part of the podcast. You're like, I don't really care about your stupid Miami life. I want to know the three tips to like losing weight and keeping it off. So I'm real sorry about that. Um, but yeah. Oh, I got an electric scooter. So I got that yesterday, put it together, practiced it down the hall, took it for out for the first time today. I didn't fall and die. It was awesome. I will probably fall on this thing. It's kind of, the brake is kind of jerky and the throttle's a little jerky and you know, you just stand on it and my balance is not great. And um, I'm just a total klutz, but I got, I went down the beach to train a client and back and I didn't die. Um, it doesn't go very fast. It goes 12 miles an hour, um, at the top speed, but I think it only went like seven. I don't know. I was too scared to look down at the speedometer. I was terrified. I was gripping it with a death grip and I got off and I was all sweaty because I was so tense. So I think I need to practice it just, just a little bit more. So um, and one other thing I'm going to talk about for just a second is um, I got some commentary on my Instagram this week about diet soda because I drink diet soda and I done a post about diet soda or in my stories. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, this might be um, annoying that I keep referring to my social media, but you should follow me on Instagram because I try to post a lot of fun stuff and I try to post some helpful things and some motivation. So you should follow me there at the Kristen experience. But um, I drink diet pop diet soda. Um, I'm not proud of it because it's a chemical shiz storm. Okay. Um, I realize this and, um, I've had people just say like, how can you, you're a nutritionist and you talk about healthy lifestyle and you drink that garbage. And yes, you, that is true. It is a hip, hypocritical move, um, on my behalf, on my part. And so I'm not going to justify it, but I will just say, um, I really enjoy it and I'm not willing to give it up right now. <laughs> I've gone, through many stages in my life where I haven't been drinking any soda at all. Um, but I like it and I'm drinking it and I know it's not good for me and I know it's, uh, it's, it's not good for me. Um, but what it does is it keeps me from eating sweets, desserts, treats. And for me, uh, desserts, sweets, and treats are a lot less healthy for me, not necessarily for my body, but I believe for my body, but for me, for my mental space. Sweets really steal my peace with food. Um, they're my nightmare. And so I gave up sweets this year and I'm just not eating treats and sweets. And so when I want something that tastes better than chicken and oatmeal, sometimes I grab a diet soda. So that is not to say that you should be like me, but I just want to acknowledge that, yeah, I get it. I do it. And it's not the healthiest thing to do. Um, also, I'm going to confess something here. And this is something that I, w- I don't have to tell you guys anything, right? This is a podcast. This is my life. I don't have to tell you anything. I choose to share things here. I choose to do this podcast because um, I, want, I want to help. I want to, be a, I want to be a helpful motivator, inspiration, teacher, leader. I want to, I just, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve you. Um, but I also require some personal integrity. So this year I set out with the intention that I'm not eating sweets all year. going to go the whole year without sweets, treats, desserts. Well, I failed. And there were two instances that I have had a sweet treat or dessert. Two, 
Now, the first time that I did it, I knew I was like, you know what? Screw it. I had a case of the oh, screw it. And I did it. And I was like, yeah, this sucks. Like, this really sucks. But I fell prey to my own lizard brain where I was like, nah, you know what it said to me? No one will ever know. And it's true. No one would ever know. Nobody I know saw me. And I didn't say anything to anybody for a while. But then I did tell Amanda. I was like, Amanda, I have to tell you something. I ate a sweet, a treat or a dessert. I'm not telling you guys what it is because I don't want to give it any more power than I already had in my life. But, um, but the lizard brain lie, that sound, by the way, is my chair, like, making a weird sound. Um, the lizard brain lie was no one was going to find out. But what ended up happening is I felt like garbage. Well, number one, because I ate a sweet and B, because I forsook my own self personal integrity is more important than anybody else's version of you in their head if other people think that I'm a great person but I know inside I'm a fraud that's a horrible feeling and so yeah and so but then I had to decide okay what do I do because my brain was immediately like well you've already had one you may as well just have more me as well but I made a decision because I have taught this principle and I've implemented it before and I believe firmly in it. I don't believe in counting days since I've done something. Oh, it's 10 days since I had whatever diet pop, which isn't true. Um, it's been 10 minutes. It, I don't believe in counting the days because what happens is if we end up failing, it's, uh, it, all of those days mean nothing. When you count them all up, A, you're planning on failing. Why would you count? Have you counted how many days since you last robbed a bank or since you last peed your pants? Like most of you peed your pants when you were a kid. Have you been counting the days since? No, because you're not going to do it again. It's not on your mind. You're not trying to. And again, there's a lot of people who believe in counting the days and that's totally fine. This is my personal belief and this is how I operate. This is something Dr. Glenn taught me as well. I don't count the days. And so when I fell down and I had the sweet, I don't remember what day it was. I didn't write it down. I just made the decision. You know what? There's 365 days in the year. And I still have a chance to say that for 364 days of 2022, I didn't have a sweet treat or dessert. It wasn't an all or nothing. I didn't ruin those days that I didn't have sweets still count. They still count. Now I had one other day. that I did it again in a very small way but I was like all right that sucks now I can have 363 days the best I can do is 363 days without sweets this year so that's my new goal is that I'm gonna go the rest of the way this is how I have to readjust when I fall on my face Um, and I fall on my face I'm telling you I fall on my face Some of you have a delusional idea that I don't fall on my face. I've got it all figured out forever. I don't. But you know what I have figured out forever is how to get back up. I fall down. But falling down only has power to ruin your your peace and your life if you stay down. If you know how to get up, you can have anything you want. So there's my confession. (laughs) I failed. I fell down. But I got back up. So... If you yourself, it's March, you may have fallen down 
you may go, ugh, I started off the year so strong. Guess what? You can stand back up. You can get back at it. You can have another streak of, of awesomeness. And then another streak of awesomeness and another streak of off awesomeness. What you shouldn't do is sit in the mud. The, the longer you sit in the mud, the more mud you get on you, the more stuck you get. So if you fall down, the quicker you can get back up and get back on the horse, adjust your feet, adjust your stance, adjust something about how you're showing up and move forward. We all can do that. I can do that. You can do that. We can all do that together. That's really what it's all about. Learning how to stand up. My favorite protein bar, Built Bars. I talk about them. I talk about them a lot. I eat them a lot. They're amazing. They're the size of a Snicker bar, and they have 150 calories, which is half the calories of a Snicker bar. They, on average, have five to nine grams of sugar, which is a quarter to a third of the sugar in a Snicker bar. And they have protein, which is a lot more than what you'll find in a Snicker bar. On average, they have 17 grams of protein, 150 calories. They're made with real chocolate. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use my code DESTINATIONBEGIN, you're going to save money on trying Built Bar. They have a mixed box, and they also, you can buy half a box. You can get Cherry Garcia. You can get Blueberry Muffin, the double chocolate brownie chunk. They have a new Caramel Almond Delight, delicious. And they also have Built Puffs, which are protein marshmallow covered in chocolate. They're delicious. Check them out. If you haven't had them, you are missing out. They're a really great way to add some protein into your life in a way that tastes yummy. And they're small enough that they're not a meal replacement like a lot of protein bars. They also don't wreck your guts and they don't suck all the moisture out of your mouth. So builtbar.com, give them a try. Use my code destination begin, save some money and fall in love with some really yummy chocolate protein bars in your life. I don't have a long topic today. I'm just going to riff a little bit about something that I find interesting. <laughs> and I want you to uh, internalize it a little bit. Maybe it will open your eyes a little bit to maybe some of how, um, some of the ways that you look at food. So I will recap a little bit my story. I used to be 400 pounds. If you've been a listener of this podcast, you're probably sick of hearing me say that. But at one point in my life, I was over 400 pounds. I thought about food, ate food, and thought about food, ate food, thought about food, and ate food 24-7. When I woke up in the morning, my first thought was food. And I would eat. And then I would be so full. I would eat so much food. I would, you know, in the morning I'd start out with probably Oreos, uh, maybe half a box of cereal. I really liked toaster strudels. Um, I don't remember everything that I ate, but it was all processed sugary foods. And I would get super full. And then I would just wait until there was some room left in my stomach so I could get some more food in there. And then it was, you know, I'd sometimes I'd go to Subway, I'd get a foot long, a foot and a half usually, usually a six inch. Um, usually I would do a six inch like cold cut combo with lots of mayo and oil. And then I do a foot long meatball. So that was usually my lunch. Like if I went to Subway and then in the afternoon I would just eat snacks. I would eat cookies, chips, popcorn, whatever bags of snacks. And then at dinner time I would make dinner for my family. And you know, it was like spaghetti with garlic bread. Um, I used to make garlic bread out of regular bread. 
and then just make a spaghetti sandwich and make a few of those. It was really, it was really good. Like super buttery bread with garlic, you toast it. Then you take the spaghetti and cover it in spaghetti sauce and then put it on, like make a sandwich out of it and eat it like a sandwich. I do like two or three of those. And then dinner time was over. So, you know, do dishes, all that stuff. And by the time I was done with that, I could fit more food in. And then it was ice cream, brownies. I mean, it was all day, every day. So that was my relationship with food. I ate all the things all the time. And can't, I mean, candy, pop, everything. When you're 400 pounds, you have to eat a lot of food every day in order to maintain that weight. And so, um, I did. I ate a lot. It was a lot of fun. I had a lot. I will say it was a lot of fun. I love food. I love junk food. I love Oreos and Doritos and Cheetos and I, I freaking love it. Okay. People look at me and think that I just don't like that stuff. No, I love it. <laughs> I love stuffed crust pizza, garbage pizza. Pizza was so much stuff on it that it like falls over with a stuffed crust. I love pizza. Um, I love at McDonald's. I love to get a Big Mac with extra special sauce. Um, and it's like so much of that special sauce and fries. Um, let's see. I'm just going to keep talking. I'm going to tell you all the things that I love because you guys don't think that I do. A lot of you think that I have no problem with food. No, I friggin' love food. Um, ice cream, any kind of ice cream that has banana and caramel. Oh my gosh, I love it. <sighs> Although one of my favorite ice creams, Ben and Jerry's for a while had this peach cobbler ice cream and it was like a cinnamon ice cream and it had peaches and swirls, um, of caramel. And then it had little chunks of pie crust. Gosh, it was so good. Um, I love donuts. You guys know I love donuts. I love a good custard-filled donut. I really love Doritos with nacho cheese um, or like shredded cheese microwave. So like making nachos with Doritos, not just tortilla chips. Super good with salsa and sour cream on top. But I love um, when you go to a restaurant and you get nachos and they put cheese sauce on them. I want cheese sauce with guac and sour cream and lots of like um, seasoned ground beef. Super good. Um, when I used to go to the movies, I would get a giant bucket of buttered popcorn and I would take every kernel and dip it in nacho cheese sauce. So I wouldn't get the nachos. I'd just get the cheese cups and then I would take my popcorn and I would dip it in nacho cheese. That is so good. Um, I really love chocolate chip cookies with ice cream in the middle, like homemade. There's also a brand called Thelma's. They have a snickerdoodle cookie sandwich. So it's snickerdoodle cookies with strawberry ice cream in the middle. Super good. Um, what else do I really love? I, oh my gosh, I love the waffle fries at Chick-fil-A, so good. Um, Chipotle, Chipotle I really love. Um, I want to make a burrito bowl and then eat it with chips and eat two bags of chips. I love chips, chips are my favorite. Chips are probably one of my favorite foods. I talk a lot about donuts, but like chips are one of my, I could just, I like kettle cooked chips. Like um, Cape Cod has a brand of salt and vinegar kettle cooked chips, so they're so crunchy, they cut your palate, they're amazing. Speaking of shredding your palate, peanut butter cap and crunch, so friggin' good. Oh my gosh, it's it does, it shreds your palate, but the milk turns all peanut buttery, so good. I love all this stuff. Now, all of those things I just talked about, I cannot tell you the last time I ate them. I probably will never eat any of them again. I don't think about them. And this is where I want to talk, because when I tell people that, people look at me like I'm a hero. Like what? And it makes me pause. I want you to pause and zoom out and think about that. 
The fact that I do not eat all of these foods that I love and I probably just will never eat them again because I don't want them. That's such a shocking thing to most people. The fact that that's that I can say that is so crazy. People fight wars and cure diseases and do really cool big things. And I'm ranked amongst those types of accomplishments because I don't choose to eat food like that. I mean, not everybody, but I've had this conversation so many times, especially when I'm on a a prep plan for a, a show, a bodybuilding show, and I'm just not eating a lot of things that normally, and normally I probably would. But when I say, yeah, I went to dinner and I just didn't eat anything. What? People can't believe that I would sit down at dinner and not eat the things that were in front of me. Like, like I went to Texas de Brazil for uh, my friend Yulia's birthday last year and I was on prep for a show and it's a all you can eat restaurant where they bring just these giant skewers of meat and they carve off steak and whatever you want, steak, lamb, sausages, chicken, beef, um, pork loin. And then there's a giant salad bar full of salads and soups and um, seafood and lox and um I mean, and then these cheesy biscuits, all this stuff, right? And it was like 75 bucks a person. And I went to go to the birthday and I was in prep and I had 300 calories and I needed to stick to my plan. So I had some lettuce and a couple shrimp. And was I bummed about that? Sure. But people were like, what? What? You did that? Like, I'm a friggin' hero. I'm like, yeah. It's just food. Now, I understand that it's not just food that we have to eat to live. But the way that I have changed my body from 400 pounds to what it is now, which is, I don't know what I weigh today, 172, but the lowest I've been ever in my life, 137, the way I've done that is by coming to terms with the fact that I cannot eat all of those foods and have the body that I want. Those foods are not going anywhere. They're not going to stop manufacturing all of those processed foods that are so good. They're not going to close all the pizza restaurants. They are not going to get rid of Chick-fil-A's waffle fries. It's either me or the food. I have to choose. And I've chosen over and over again. And now I just, it's not something that I would do. Now, I'm a binge eater. And there have been times I've had binges where I say, I don't care. And I go and I eat like everything I get my hands on. I've done that. Okay. I totally admit that. I I teach people how to stop doing that. I've stopped doing that. I still have binges. I don't broadcast it. I don't give it any power. But I still have days where I have a a feeding frenzy. Yes, I do. But 99.9% of the time, I do not choose to eat those foods. And that does not make me a hero at all. But in this society and in our culture and with the foods out there, it, it... it seems heroic because it's rare. There are not that many people who can live in this world and not be a slave to food. And it's tragic because we all have the power to make the decision to say, it's going to be me, not the food. And it's hard because the packaging is manufactured to hit your pleasure centers, light up your excitement centers in your brain, the foil packages, the bright colors. When you're in a grocery store, you are a pawn in a $400 billion game. 
the marketing game of processed foods, it's all about getting your attention. It's buy one, get one. It's on an end cap. The, it's got words like gluten-free and all natural, things to make you think you're making a good choice. And it's all processed foods. You are a pawn. And it's, and it's disgusting how targeted we all are. Our emotions, our minds, um, we're hit when we're weak. At the end of the day, you go into the store to get a couple things. You're bombarded with things that hit your brain. You're exhausted from decision fatigue. So now we're like, well, of, of course you have to go to the deli and get the fried chicken that smells so good when you're there to get a salad for dinner. Of course you have to grab those those cookies for the kids. I mean, it's Friday. You got to bring home a sweet. And there they are. They're two for one. There's a new flavor. It's 50% more free. <laughs> and so the fact that anybody can navigate all of that and not succumb, it just seems heroic. And it's not heroic. It's a decision. It's about zooming out and saying, the grocery store is going to exist. The marketing companies are going to keep getting smarter and more relentless. This food is going to get more and more hyper palatable. Pizza, pasta, donuts, chocolate, movie theater, popcorn, none of it is going anywhere. So what do I do? If I always fall victim, if I'm always a slave to these foods, then that means I never get what I want. Truly, if you always eat the pizza when it's in front of you, when you always eat the thing that smells really, really good that you didn't plan on, when you always grab the end cap food, when you always, always choose the thing in front of you, the thing you want, you're never going to have what you want. You're never going to have the healthy body and the healthy lifestyle if you choose the unhealthy things. And so I just want you to think about that. I want you to think about food for what it really is. It's inanimate. It just sits there. It's been compiled in some kind of an arrangement that is suitable to your palate, that would taste good on your tongue, that would smell good to your nose. That's it. And if you don't eat those things, you miss out on the experience of tasting them on your tongue, smelling them with your nose. That's it. That's it. But yet we trade everything we want for our lifestyle, for our body, for those moments of tasting and smelling. So to stand up and say, no, I'm not doing that, it seems heroic. It shouldn't be. It's a decision. You are always in control of what goes into your mouth. Now, how you feel about it is different. Sometimes we feel real sad when we say, oh, that cookie is really, 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 really smelling good. But I'm not going to have the cookie. I'm going to miss out on tasting the cookie. At least I got to smell the cookie. (laughs) But it's sad. Sometimes we have to do that. Most of the time, we have to do that. Get it into your head. Most of the time, you have to choose the healthy thing, the thing that's good for you, the thing that doesn't make your tongue dance, and do the thing that tastes good, and that also helps you reach your goals. Most of the time. It's more than 80-20. People say, oh, live 80-20. No, it's not 80-20. 80-20 doesn't work. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough. 
You have to be consistent in saying, I want what I want. I want a healthy lifestyle. I don't need to eat it just because it's there. I don't need to eat it just because it smells good. I don't need to go to the dinner just because someone said, oh, hey, I'm tired. Let's go out tonight. If your friend buzzes into town out of nowhere, oh my gosh, you're here. We Let's go out for margaritas. Yeah. Forget my goals. Forget everything I've done this week. You're here. We must go get margaritas. No, you don't. You do not. You do not ever, ever have to choose food or drink that is outside of your goals. You can have fun without those things. You can say no to those things. It doesn't make you a hero and it doesn't make you a jerk. It just makes you saying, I'm so excited to see you. Let's hang out. I'm not drinking tonight. Let's go get some coffee. Let's go get, uh, let's go get whatever. Whatever it is that you can think of that also fits your goals. It's not about the margarita. But we use these excuses like I couldn't possibly, no one would ever blame me for throwing away all the hard work of my week to go get wasted with my friend that's in town because she just showed up. What would you do? You can't possibly go out with your friend who just got into town and not have drinks and not eat something yummy. Why, yes, you can. Why can't you? Why can't you? Why can't you? You don't want to. Most of us don't want to. Guess what? I don't want to. I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to go see Alanis Morissette. And I'm going to want to have like whatever food is down at South Beach because it's going to smell good. It's going to be outside. There's going to be a celebratory feeling. I'm going to want all of it. I'm not going to do it. I've already decided. I'm not going to do it. It's not a heroic thing. And it's not sad that I'm missing out. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to eat before I go. I have food here. Serves my goals. I'm not going to see Alanis so that I can eat. Cuban food on the street. I'm going to see Alanis Morissette with my friends. Period. Now that is my choice. I'm not telling anybody else that they have to. But guess what? You can. It doesn't make me a hero. And some, in fact, some people think it's just stupid. Like, no, I want to live my life. That's awesome. You do you. But when you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, it's a culmination of all the times that you chose to do you and chose to live life. And if you're willing to make that, that trade-off, awesome. No one is going to tell you that you have to do it differently. But if you want something different, you have to choose different. And the difference between 400 pounds and 172 pounds is a culmination of choice after choice after choice of choosing me over choosing the taste and the smell of a piece of food. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's a whole bunch of molecules of fuel for your body that happen to taste good on your tongue and smell good to your nose. That's it. That's all food is. We've made it something bigger than it is. And it's manufactured and marketed to us to hit our pleasure centers. But we can stand up against it. We can say, that would be so great to have comfort food with macaroni and cheese and a chocolate milkshake in bed with Netflix. (laughs) But it doesn't serve me. So I'm not going to do it. I'm going to choose something else. It's possible. So I encourage you to zoom out and look at food for what it is. That's really my number one. That's really all I have to say today. I'm not a hero because I can sit in front of food and not eat it. And sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I do graze and I go, I ate way too many of those cashews or made way too much of those things at that party. You know, it doesn't feel good. So the next time I correct, say, so I'm not sitting by the snack table. Next time I'm going to eat before I go or I make a rule. When I'm there, all I get is this or this or this. So I'm not perfect. But 99.9% of the time, 
I reject all of those pieces of food. Say, I refuse to put that on my tongue to taste it and so my nose can smell it. That's all. That's all. Am I beating a dead horse yet? It's just food. It's food. Ultimately, it's just interesting. We are, we are all very willing in a moment of weakness, and especially when we're tired, to throw away not only everything we want, but everything we've done. So many times I hear, I did really great Monday through Friday. I worked out, I ate in a calorie deficit, the scale went down, and then I went on the weekend and I went nuts on food. And it's just, a, it's so common. It's so common. And uh, it's, a, it's just so interesting. We can throw away all of that hard work and all that effort, you know, waking up early, working hard, making good choices, and in one night, it's all erased. The calorie deficit is gone. It's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's no way to live. It's no way to live with food. This is one of the things that I teach um, as a coach is to come up with a way to, to live and eat seven days a week so you don't have a pendulum swing, so you're not white-knuckling it to get to the weekend where you say, screw it. Ultimately, we should be able to eat every single day in a way that's satisfying so that we're not waiting to change, not waiting to be done with a diet, waiting to reach our goals so we can go back and have some fun. Ideally, we've got a way to eat that serves us, that keeps us moving towards our goals all day, every day, that every day, Monday through Sunday, is the same. There isn't hard days and then celebratory days. It's just a lifestyle. It's how I eat. That's truly how it is for me. It's how I eat. How do you eat? Well, I stick within a calorie range. I'm not always perfect, but I always start the day tracking. I always keep track of my food, and I choose protein. I choose healthy lean protein. I choose healthy carbs. I don't eat sweets. I don't drink alcohol hardly ever. I do sometimes. Um, that's how I live. That's my choice. That's what, that was, that's what makes me feel good and it, what's what gives me the body that I want to live in. And it's not five days a week on, two days off. It's every day. Today is Saturday. I had the same breakfast today I had all week because I love it. I have really yummy breakfast. I have eggs and egg whites with syrup and sometimes I put peanut butter on there and I love it so much it's high protein so so good lunch I had shredded chicken with some barbecue sauce a low-carb tortilla with some dill pickle relish it was so good I had a big giant bowl two bags of romaine lettuce with my salad just a big ass salad so good it was so good I love the food that I eat then I'm gonna have some green beans and um, I'm going to have a protein shake. And then before I go to the concert, I'm going to have, I got some orange roughy. I love orange roughy. I'm going to put it in the air fryer. I'm going to eat orange roughy with some snow peas. And I think I'm going to have some white rice with it. And it's going to be amazing. I love my food. Now, is pizza delicious? Sure is. Not going to choose pizza. The end. It's really how it comes down to it. So that's all. That's my riff on how I'm not a hero with food. <laughs> But you can, uh, you can start to, to think about these things and hopefully it leads you down a road of seeing how not powerful food is. You are, you are the human. You get to pick up whatever you want and put it in your mouth. Food is just laying there, hoping to get chosen. <laughs> pick me, pick me. Wouldn't that be, well, it'd be creepy. Anyway, so that's all I have for you today. I'm not your hero. <laughs> and you can, always, uh, you can always choose different. It's just food. There, I think that summed it up.
Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.